Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Delora, happy continued Women's History Month, sis. Ashley, I am glad to be a woman. Uh, (laughs) Happy Women's History Month. I say that only when I'm not on my period. At those times, I feel like trading it all in. (laughs) Oh, man. But I'm definitely excited for the recap that we have teased, a throwback recap. I've been singing, no, no, you don't know me. I was doing the snaps. I was doing the little uh, glide that they did at the end of the movie. Guys, it's the first Wives Club, baby. Yes. Released back in 1996. I mean, the 90s were a time. Both movies, R&B music, (laughs) a time i was gonna say interesting concepts you know what i mean like i i'm immediately thinking about like look who's talking yeah twins which was what was the name of the multiply movie multiplicity Multiplicity. oh my goodness michael keaton yes between the the late 80s and the 90s michael keaton was i had just my Listen, my cousin was just here for a week last week. She had never seen the original Batman or Batman Returns that Michael Keaton started in. I said, first of all, Jack Nicholson as the Joker, um, Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale, Michael Keaton as Batman, my favorite Batman. And yes, we don't even need to talk about Batman Returns. Danny DeVito as Penguin. Freaking, I cannot even tell you how much Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman impacted me as a kid. You have no idea that 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 pet leather shoe with the me. white stitch alone. Girl, you cannot tell the year I dressed up as Catwoman for Halloween. You could not tell me nothing. There has never been another woman. Now I know Eartha Kitt proceeded, yes. Yes. but she did something. She it was Michelle Pfeiffer killed it. Phenomenal. <laughs> so we phenomenal. didn't make it. We didn't make it to returns, but and I fell asleep on the original Batman just because I was tired, but. I just had to at least introduce that series because Tim Burton is one of my favorite directors. We talked about this Absolutely. even in our Wednesday recap. And the yep. 90s were just an era. And yes, Michael Keaton was was living his best life. But it was. we were talking a little bit about our shared love for Diane Keaton, who girl. stars in this film. Because Diane Keaton That's has been girl. a mood for a very, very long time. An like entire every, vibe. Every movie she stars in these days, it's like, yep, that's Diane Keaton from the wardrobe. Like I said, the turtleneck, the, the hat. black and white. You were talking about the polka dots. I was like, even Mandy Moore had to borrow the polka dots and because I said so, which I exactly. love that movie. But this whole cast of of yes. women, Goldie Hawn is still yes. one of my favorite actresses. Like, I gravitate so much to Goldie Hawn's energy that it makes me love Kate Hudson. Not to say that Kate doesn't have her own magnetism, but it's like my love for Goldie Hawn spills onto her children. But when I watch this movie for this recap, all I saw was Kate. Yes, because it was like the era she's now in was Goldie back then. Exactly. And I can't decide who I prefer though, because I feel like I have watched more Kate projects than I have Goldie Mm, and see Goldie is my OG like Goldie is in an era of my favorite actresses that just like stick in my heart when I was a kid I still watch um uh Private Benjamin like I still watch so many things that Mm -hmm. Goldie Hawn did uh when she was younger because she just has such a magnetism on screen but all these women do that's why this cast was so dynamic I mean Bette Midler Bette Midler is freaking Freaking Midler Midler. absolutely and you even have I mean you we got Sarah Jessica Parker in this she was young and dumb that's for sure and this came three years after Hocus Pocus 
Yes. And fascinating. First of all, and we'll get into it too, because I was doing the date thing too, because I was like, okay, there's Bet and there's Sarah. When did Hocus Pocus come out? Okay, it came out before. Yeah. And there was a comment about Meryl. And I was like, Meryl and Goldie in Death Becomes Her. When yep. did that come out? 1992. So this is all before that as well. So yes. Girl. And house sitter Goldie Hahn. Oh my God. Anyway, this is a love letter to, to these to these folks that we're doing these right women. now. But but I just wanted to say that that's I think. A lot of the projects that we consume when we were younger just stick so deep in my heart, as do these yes. actors and actresses of this era. And it's yep. always fun, like we talk about for all of our throwbacks, to get to go back when we're at different stages of life yes. and relate to their characters and the content differently. So I'm going to be Absolutely. super curious as to some of your thoughts now that we some grunt <laughs> When I tell you the age I was when this movie came out to the age I am today. Yes. Wow. Yes. A wow. lot, a lot to sink in. A lot to sink in. <laughs> But let me let me give y'all a little bit more information. So like I said, this came out September 1996, runtime. Wait, wait. Some of our listeners weren't even born. So how about that? There you go. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Every time I go to a bar now and I see what the year is now for like 21, I'm like, put that away. Like, I don't even want to see somebody that Somebody the other day was like, yeah, I was born in 1994 and I'm like 25. I'm like, what? Like- I don't <laughs> I don't even recognize it anymore, y'all. I'm in about to start lying about my age era. So anyway, <laughs> this movie is an hour and 42 minutes. It is currently available to stream on HBO Max. This movie at the time raked in $180 million at the box office. And it even received an Oscar nom for best music. by that. Yeah. yeah according to and, an article by IndieWire. And let's also recognize the money in 1996 mm-hmm. was worth a lot more than the money is today. Absolutely. And that was a bona fide hit. That was a hit, which is why I wanted to throw it out there. So just to put some respect on the first Wives Club name, in case y'all didn't know. Exactly. Um, Quick summary, reunited by the death of a college friend, three divorced women seek revenge on the husbands who left them for younger women. Delora, yet again, something I did not know before I watched it this time is that this is based on a book. Yeah, a best-selling book. I of the saw same that. name by author yes. Olivia Goldsmith. So now I'm like, I gotta go back and read this book. Same. Because I'm so Same. curious. When did the book come out? Let's see. The book came out in 92, I believe. Okay. 92, 93. I believe it was 92. So obviously it's going to be juicy. Cast, we've already spoken about multiple, but Goldie Hawn as Elise Elliott, Diane Keaton as Annie, Bed Mittler as Brenda, Stalker Channing as Cynthia, Dan Hidea as Morton or Morty, Sarah Jessica Parker as Shelly, Victor Garber as Beale. Come on, Daddy from Alias. Bay, I love him. Stephen Collins as Aaron. Oof, that didn't age well, given his um allegations later. Yep, I was thinking about that the whole time too. Yeah. I hated that Seventh Heaven and just, yep, oof, rough. Maggie Smith as Guanilla Garson Goldberg. Maggie Smith Loved terrified her. me in Hook. But this turn, she was fabulous. And I love that she has three names. Because I feel like if you're supposedly the elite of society in New York. Yes. That's that's a great name. Marsha Gay Harden as Dr. Rosen. Bronson Pinchot as Duarto Mm -hmm. Felice. A perfect stranger. Jennifer Dundas as Chris. And Eileen Heckert as Catherine. Reviews, Delora. Rotten Tomatoes, 50% critic score. Yeah. 68% audience score. 77% of Google users gave this film a thumbs up. What is your grade for our throwback recap of the first Wives Club? It's an A. It's an A. Now, did it age well? It it was, it's fine. You know how like the day after um, your milk it's supposed to, you know, expire and you sniff it and it smells okay. <laughs> okay. But you, you know, any some people just automatically like throw it away. There were a couple of 
jokes about, you know, sexuality that weren't like the best, (laughs) but I still enjoyed it. And, you know, there weren't any black people in this movie, Um, but, you know, black people don't always have to be in white mess either. So Mm, there's that. (laughs) There's that. What about your great Ashley? I mean, it's an A because for nostalgia and the love that I continue to have every time I watch this movie, what I chuckle at too now is because it's been so long, like looking at technology of the day, the fact that people were using car phones, girl, the computers, the file, the way the, um, the the you cell phones looked girl. in that office all the, the whole the, entire office printer the the headphones and little cassette tape that the son had that he was listening to music on and stuff I mean it, it's yes. so 90s it's such a, a stamp and era of time right yes so it's like it's it's too much nostalgia for me, and I I grew up on this movie. I love this movie, Same. and like Same. I said, my, my relatability to it is different as I grow and have become a woman on my own. Because when exactly. you're a kid, you don't know what these women were going through. You can't not at all relate to their pain in 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 real ways like you can when you've gone through your own things, and yeah. you know you're you see things through an adult lens. So. Every time I go back, like I said, with the bodyguard and all these movies I love, it's always fascinating in different eras of life. And this is no exception. So I agree. It is definitely an A for me as well, Delora. But spoiler alert, let's get into it. This watch is the first time I've actually paid attention to the opening song of this film, Wives and Lovers, which was covered by Dionne Warwick. The lyrics are interesting to say the very least. Wow. I was aware of the song, but um, what stood out to you? I just had never paid attention to the fact that it is promoting and telling women how to supposedly be a good wife, a good little obedient wife to their husband. Yeah. And the fact that they chose that obviously makes so much sense, giving what the movie subject is about is kind of like a, you know, a wink, wink to the audience of, you know, this is the way society and yeah, that, that has promoted how women should be. And then obviously these women who were so good to their husbands all get dumped. Shafted in the end. By, for younger women. Or not. That was a naughty joke. Uh, (laughs) Like a Bond film. The, the song is always a, a preview yeah, but I had not caught it. So, yeah, it was definitely a wink wink to the audience of like, mm, those lyrics have not aged well whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so we start the film with a look back to 1969 at the college graduation of our core group of ladies, Elise, Annie, Brenda, and Cynthia, besties at the time with their whole lives ahead of them, twinkle in their eyes just so excited i feel like the young actresses they cast to portray them were spot on yes my favorite one though was brenda for sure i was like yes a young bet miller for sure i feel like her and elise were 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 really giving it oh, to me oh yeah yeah though yeah. both those actresses i was like oh my gosh and i know they used the older actresses voices they did but it, the the physical was definitely like spot on yeah I felt the nostalgia of it, like that excitement when you just graduate from college and thinking about your whole life being ahead of you and the dynamics within the group at that time with Cynthia being valedictorian, which there's no longer a valedictorian of college if there ever really was one. But obviously she was the Mm go-getter. Well, there's your cum laude, summa cum laude. Yes, uh, yes. And, and all of that, but no, there's not a valedictorian that I'm aware of, of college graduations. Like there was no valedictorian of my college graduation. It's like you either got your high marks or you didn't type thing. So, yeah. but it, it just kind of established the dynamics between the crew, right? So I felt that nostalgia and I thought it was a nice way to kind of get us going. But unfortunately the ladies didn't stay close over the 20 or so years since because they get reunited at the funeral of Cynthia who commits suicide. 
girl by jumping from her penthouse in new york her husband had left her and remarried a younger woman played by a stunning heather locklear i'm not gonna lie i forgot how beautiful she was actually yeah i feel like i hadn't seen her in a while this made me so sad like i feel like as a kid i didn't process how tragic this was to like begin the film what were your thoughts about cynthia uh on this rewatch Well, I want to go back a little bit further and say that I was impressed with the group of friends because they finished college and they didn't get their MRS degree, right? That's Um, a great point. Because even when I went to school, there were girls who were like, I'm getting my degree, but I just want to be a housewife. Girl, and those young ladies used to piss me off. I was like, why are you here? Why are you here? But then i was like well maybe it's because we live in the midwest like you know what i mean like i wonder what it's like but then if you're going to get an mrs degree uh why didn't you, you go to like an ivy oh <laughs> so you can get the husbands who gonna make the dodo or have the power uh ooh. well if they're going for an mrs degree maybe their ambitions did not uh, give them the ability to get, to into, get into an IV. Yeah. yeah. You got to be a little the long game, says. Yeah. yeah. You got to be a little more disciplined than that. A mess. <laughs> to your point, watching it as an adult, I didn't understand her pain, Cynthia's pain of being with someone probably the majority of her life and seeing them move on in such a public way. And you know, and I'm not saying this to be insensitive, but at the same time, it's like, well, you know, don't let this man do this to you, affect you in this way. You know, I don't, I personally don't see the value in it. And um, it also, I thought it was important because it highlighted the importance of community and having history with people And, you know, when you lose those connections, you know, it's just, it's, it's hard and, you know, it's important to nurture those relationships and not have so much time go by to where you end up, you know, not having anyone to lean on. Yeah. It broke my heart seeing it this time, I think, because I just thought what, how, I don't want to say that she didn't have any other options, but like what was going through your mind that you chose to do this on the day of his wedding to this new woman and how much you have been truly feeling inside to feel like because this man is moving forward in his life that you have no alternative but to end your life. Like it broke my heart. And I think it also spoke to the challenges that women have faced over time in terms of the way that society has made us feel like if we don't have that partner or that man that somehow we're less worthwhile that we would attribute so much of our identity or our worth in our life to that partnership right and I'm hoping that that has changed for women over time. Again, this is the 90s, so it's been a yes. while. And I hope that women feel like they have so many more options today and that society is, looks more favorably on women choosing different alternatives for how they want to live their lives. Exactly. And I'm glad that you say that because it was the 90s. And so the societal messaging was a woman over 40. Yeah, right when it comes to love or even promotion at work, right? It was a select few with ambition and, you know, the right connections who could cut, you know, be that glass breaker, ceiling breaker or what have you. And so. And you still do have people who try to devalue women at certain ages, like the Kevin Samuels of the world who will say, well, if you're 35 or older, then your value has diminished within society as a woman. And we both can attest that women are like wine. We get better with time. There we go, baby. I'm not, I haven't even hit my prime yet. I know that. I know that too. I know that as well. I think the relatability of these women, again, in this era of life is very, very high. Because to your point, the older you get, the more challenging certain things are in life 
in general, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have Elise who's struggling to feel like she still can be successful within her career because she's aging in Hollywood. You have Brenda who's now struggling as a single parent by herself trying to figure out finances because she relied on her husband and his finances. You have Annie who is struggling with her sense of self and self-esteem as well, but just is taking it differently than obviously the way that Cynthia took it. So I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot of relatability across the board with what these women were going through. But Mm -hmm. like I said, Cynthia in particular, making this decision broke my heart. I thought of the young lady who was um, Miss America, um, who committed suicide by jumping like that. Yes, I thought about her too. Yeah, the way this was depicted, she was my first thought. So again, I hope that things have changed and that people, um, women in particular, definitely know that they have other options when it comes to divorce and navigating life Mm post-divorce so this reunion that they have after the funeral which was comical because Khalees didn't even recognize or remember their names (laughs) I know I know but it wasn't even like she was being shady she really didn't remember yeah it's the ex-husband bringing wife number two to your first wife's funeral though and fondling her like I was livid livid and again that was something I didn't notice as a kid either I didn't even pick up on any of those clues but you know (sighs) insane it was highly inappropriate and you can tell that he definitely didn't give a damn which again made Cynthia's death even more tragic because yeah he didn't deserve you and in my opinion the liquor starts flowing when our three ladies decide to to get together for lunch, right? Yeah. And the reunion gets very, very real. I don't think I even saw them eat during this whole. I don't think so either. No. So, you know, they were feeling it. And they bonded over the fact that they were all going through different different situations, but breakups with their husbands. Though Annie was, you know, kind of trying to be optimistic and hoping that things worked out with her husband. What were your impressions of our threesome from this reunion and this conversation that they had? I immediately go to Annie and she kind of annoyed me. Like she was my favorite because of course she's Diane Keaton. She's my favorite, but her character in this movie, I'm just like, where's your spine, sis? Like make a definitive statement on something. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? But she also is very old school because a lot of people don't like to tell people their business. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're fine. Oh, everything's great. It took you three hours to tell them that you're separated and you're going to therapy. But I also think she was lying to herself. Don't you think? Like, I also think she was in denial. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hard to be honest with other people when you're not being honest with yourself. And I say that... I felt okay you got to start with self and then you can and then you can speak your truth to others my other point on Andy is her naivete when she was talking to Brenda she was like oh my goodness you think she got work done she's like honey she's a quilt that was hilarious the shots that they take at each other the barbs throughout this film that's the biggest takeaway that I get from the threesome when they had this lunch is I'm like, yo, Elise and Brenda are vicious. Like, I don't even know how Annie kind of stuck with them uh, when they were back in college. If they've always had these strong, not just strong personalities, but also just like they're a little cunning. Like, you yes. know, you have some friends who y'all play, y'all stay above the belt. Like, even if you're yes. in an argument or you're going through something with somebody, you don't hit below the belt correct they go toe to toe with each other in this film with their insults and so i caught wind of that even during this reunion like brenda has talked about spiel what you put in your lips uh, to elise and you know what i'm saying like they obviously keep it very real and i appreciated it but at the same time i'm like whoa this would have been challenging and it made me wonder what cynthia's dynamic would have been like between the four like was she kind of like the glue she Amongst seemed like she would have been the serious one because they said that, you know, whenever she made up her mind, she, she yeah. did it. And she was the Wall Street tycoon. Yes. Right? Yes. So, yeah. The successful. She probably would have been the one to wrangle everyone together because Annie's not going to do it. No, <laughs> no. 
but it was it was a fun time though i'll mm. say that i enjoyed seeing and it was a together. gorgeous restaurant i want to go to a restaurant with that many <laughs> beautiful flowers and ambiance well it's new york darling it's new york <laughs> So I talked a little bit about each lady's situation, but let's talk about their situations that also include their husbands, right? Because that's the premise of this movie. All right. So let's start with Elise. Elise, like I said, is a successful actress, but she's struggling right now because she's aging and she's trying to play the Hollywood game and stay relevant and all that. And she's getting a divorce from her husband, Bill, whose career Mm -hmm. she helped through production of her films. He's moved on with a young actress and has the audacity to even request an alimony in their divorce. Okay. Brenda, Brenda has a teenage son that she's now trying to raise as a single parent because her husband, Morty, is going through an apparent midlife crisis after finding success in his business and has also moved on with a younger woman played by Bette Midler Sanderson's sister, (laughs) Carrie Bradshaw herself. AKA Shelly. And finally, Annie, whose daughter Chris doesn't even approve of her relationship with her father, Aaron, at this point. She was hoping to save the marriage, and they were even sharing a therapist, Dr. Rosen. And when I say share, I mean really share because he was sleeping with her. Yep. The scene with Annie and Aaron in that hotel room where he had just slept with her. And then tells her he wants a divorce. And then Dr. Rosen walks in the room. Delora, it might have been a double homicide. Like, I don't, Lord, do not put me in that position. (laughs) Had the audacity to be therapizing them after this reveal of betrayal. Girl, the audacity. It's above me now. And remember Marsha Gay Harden in the show you and I both watched Uncoupled? Remember yep. she was going through this ish now that she's a woman of a certain age? Yes! yes. Full the circle. circle of life, isn't it? But let me say this. She was really cute in this movie, though. She was, was super like, cute. Oh, I, I don't think I'd seen her work much before oh yeah she did she did quite a few like 90s films back in the day yeah mm-hmm. she yeah she did let me say this though of the three husbands i hated aaron the most was there a husband you liked the least did you i hated aaron's guts wow yeah because you could tell he's a charmer and then annie was nothing but putty in his hands and that's why it makes sense he was in advertising it makes sense he was yep. a salesperson yep 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 i had a hard time with marty because you mean to tell me your wife with your son is living in this moderate middle class apartment at best but you're in some high rise with some hussy and a brand new car and kept talking about i don't have money it's the company i don't have any money but you went shopping with your new mm-mm, nope nope that pissed me the f off greatly let's be honest they're all trash bags but i think they are i think aaron for me like it was the the sequence of events and the fact that you tried to charm annie and then you're sleeping with a therapist and then you ask for a divorce like it was like you're a psycho yep. like that you have no compassion in your heart for your wife that you would like want to dissolve your marriage in this way but they were all trash bags bill was also a trash bag like he was so smug and arrogant with the way that he treated elise and the way that he essentially made it seem like oh you're no longer i got the impression that all of them had this sense of like oh their wives are no longer useful to them yep so let me go ahead and find my next flavor that i need for this next era of my life it's so funny because i kept going back and forth on you know obviously them being caricatures for this movie right but then like i feel like there's a thread of realness in there too yeah and i'm like are men really that awful some of them (laughs) (laughs) but it's like you know okay you know me and my 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 reading situation i've read at this point out of the eight Bridgerton novels, I've read six of them now, right? So it's this age old 
marriage material and being right for a husband and and being in some ways quote unquote taken care of and a lot of those messagings are still echoed in our society today Mm -hmm. um of like the wife has to be prime and prim and perfect practically oh that's a lot of peace um Go ahead and throw Penelope in there as well. <laughs> okay, alliteration. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I didn't we outgrow that? And I'm like, in some circles, no, we we no. hadn't. No, and and that's a great point too. Societally, environmentally, that makes a big difference, and like the way that we absorb those expectations for sure. And I know New York looks different than this now obviously diversity uh, and obviously has always been there with you know people of color but I just even mean diversity of thought diversity of lifestyle all of that is a product as we see even with sex in the city which still has now problematic elements because there were no (laughs) there was no diversity on that either but I'm saying there's there's obviously been changes in evolution but to your point yes a lot of this is definitely still prominent within society and I think there's definitely a lot of truth and realness in a lot of these characters to this day mm. yes there even when we're talking about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie yes Jennifer Aniston said that Brad Pitt had to have been missing a sensitivity chip with the yeah. way that he handled situ- situation he got Angelina Jolie pregnant within nine months of them separating which means the day y'all probably filed was the day he went and knocked her up and you knew that Jennifer Aniston had been struggling with fertility for years that is heartbreaking right so yes there's still and I'm not saying Brad Pitt is these men but I'm saying I still think that there's something to be said for um the way in which you handle your personal relationship he doesn't date anybody over the age of 25 mm -hmm. he's Jack Nicholson off of something's got to give to speak to another um Diane Keaton film even though I think he at least went to 30 but given he was like in his 70s <laughs> so maybe by then leo will up his age by five years as well we'll see mm-hmm. but but yeah i think there's a lot of truth um to a lot that goes on within this movie and cynthia wrote all three ladies letters that were delivered to them following her passing which again heartbreaking would you have felt any guilt you think upon receiving a letter from your friend who had just committed suicide Oh, yeah, Um, (laughs) because the guilt would be mainly around not spending more time with them. Not keeping in touch. Yeah. Especially when she said the thing about maybe like her husband wasn't the problem, maybe loneliness is like, oh, my God, I would have had to seek some type of therapy or counseling. Yeah. And my feelings. It left me writing this in my notes. How slow was the male in the 90s because right i thought they would have gotten them before the funeral now it's possible that their mail had stacked up a little bit so they were just seeing that letter after the fact yeah Yeah. but it brings them back together yet again because now they have each other that they can rely on you know as their support system so this time though they reunite for justice not revenge justice against their pos husbands and the first wives club is born the ladies decide to gather dirt and info on their husbands to use against them bring them down hijinks and shenanigans ensue even annie's daughter chris joins in i think my favorite scheme in this film that the ladies pulled off was going to morty and shelly's place and using Duarto <laughs> as a decoy for interior design to snoop. Even though I'm not sure why Morty didn't call out the fact that Duarto was Brenda's friend. That's what I thought, unless he didn't know her friends. I mean, he obviously was not an attentive husband, right? So maybe that part. Because even when they were in the store and you see her encounter Morty and Shelly, Duarto's kind of hiding behind a yes. mannequin. So I'm yep. like, well, maybe they never had an actual face-to-face meetup or anything Mm -hmm. that he would have acknowledged. But that window washer scene, Delora, I'm getting anxiety just talking about it. I would have been Annie. I would have been 
I would have lost it. Y'all, I would have passed out. Y'all would have had to medicate me to get me on that window washer. My, Wait, that shout was out terrifying. to the vice president from Scandal, by the way. I was like, oh my goodness. I love when you like watch old movies and you see people who in the bedroom in the, getting in it the on. Small, the small roles people take. Elise, we love you. After they was in there getting it on. I'm like, hopefully y'all survive. Did you have any favorite moments during their scheming? Ooh, that's a great question. I really enjoyed, I guess it's a two-parter, um, the Christie's auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with Bet dressing up in the wig and everything. And it's Elise giving Bill... 50 cents and then and then two more quarters for a dollar for me all right take it all (laughs) like damn (laughs) i loved it i loved it i think that but i mean it really felt great when annie was face to face with her ex and was like I own half of this bitch now so listen the fact that you found out that his partners were unhappy and somehow navigated your way to conversations with them to take half of the business for yourself. Because that's a boss bitch move. I loved it. I do loved you, it. Do you think Elise didn't have the money to spare to loan her that they decided to go the auction route? Or was that just the better the better thing to do? I think it was the better thing to do. I mean, they had some extremely valuable assets there that definitely you know fetched a price multiple stones for birds you know um yeah but again it's shelly and her level in of entitlement to marty's money like that 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 brenda didn't even fathom to do for me i was just like yo do you think morty could actually afford Ford all the ish that Shelly bought though like she bought at least half a million dollars worth of stuff but I think that's part of the problem I think one she probably was too dumb to really even consider right and then two I think he might have had it I think he was just probably cheap and I think because <laughs> Brenda was the first wife and knew what it was like to be on the come up didn't prioritize spending a half a million dollars at an auction for an ugly chase or $130,000 on a plate <laughs> was she and then I love the references when she was like Jackie Jackie O had one of those I'm like what would get me to to buy something like who would I have to be like oh my goodness Oprah owns one of these. I, that would never happen because Oprah's taste is above me now uh, or forever. <laughs> I just think. I can't even think. I just think that the fact that she, to your point, felt that even though they weren't engaged, they weren't married, anything, that she had the right to spend his money was very telling. And then their interaction thereafter, when he's saying, listen, you spent 300K on a Lamborghini, did this, this, and this. And then all she has to do is just, you know, ask you to zip, unzip her dress and give you a little look. And then all of a sudden y'all are engaged, just played so much into the power dynamic that they're trying to show that existed in his relationship with her that definitely didn't exist in his relationship with Brenda, even though she also had no money. Yeah. She was just bringing youth and beauty to the table. Yeah. It couldn't be me though. Like she knew exactly what she was doing. That's all I'm trying to say. She knew how to play the game for sure. She She knew how to play the game. The ladies have a huge blowout after they struggle to find dirt on Bill for Elise. It even turned physical, complete with insults and slaps to go around. Would this be irreparable as far as friends for you if you got into a physical altercation? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, it was just a slap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about Will Smith and Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. Um... Brenda got two licks in, though. Brenda was doing a lot. Brenda was doing a lot. I mean, I don't know. I 
everybody was drunk. I mean, I don't know. I've never put my hands on Was everybody my drunk or was Elise just drunk? Was everybody drinking? I just remember Elise being drunk because that's something I haven't mentioned. Elise is low-key alcoholic in she this is. film. I thought they were drinking though, but of course she probably, you know, drank everyone else under the table. I, I mean, like I said, I, I don't know. I've never been physical with friends before. So, so I would, I imagine I would, it would be a long road to build trust again. <laughs> How about you? I agree. It would be tough. I've never gotten into a physical altercation with a friend either. And I think that it would take more than one conversation, which is what we see in this film, to repair uh, that relationship. But it it is a movie. So yeah. they're able to move on. Annie was kind of the hardest to convince granted because she's like listen they are they've lost their minds this is a crapshoot we didn't know what we were doing we're you know it's it's un it's irreparable but mm. what elise and brenda come to realize is that the reason why things turn so sour is that they were just focusing on themselves and that mm. just focusing on themselves you know made their missions selfish and self-centered and therefore you know not ideal in terms of their relationships so they decided to look beyond themselves for the mission of the first wives club and they used the leverage on their husbands to blackmail them into funding their vision for a crisis center for women named after cynthia looked like by the end of the film that a reconciliation was pending between brenda and morty you said you really don't like morty do you feel like she should have taken him back no I know. I know why she did. I mean, I'm sure the level of comfort and some may even say he needed to get something out of his system, but you were living in this high rise, driving a Lamborghini, and I was trying to figure out how we were going to fund our son's bat mitzvah. Like, no. Yet again, something that's glossed over for the film. We need a lot of conversations therapy a lot of something a lot of groveling before I would consider reconciling with my husband because part of me was also thinking the fact that she came for you was going to take your business was going to leave you in a CEO who was going to be running things you have a lot to lose if you don't get back together with her right so part of me was also like is he playing his cards yeah. and yeah. i know we're supposed to believe in the romance of it all for the sake of the cheaper movie to but i'm keeper. like mm-hmm. cheaper to keeper that part delora that part because annie you know aaron tried to come back to annie annie said uh-uh that's a wrap rap 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 you can go ahead i don't care about you and Do- dr rosen breaking up you ain't coming back here love don't live here no more <laughs> she was singing mary j blige songs in the shower okay <laughs> Uh, yes so this iconic end scene in the all white outfits and the lady singing you don't know me diane keaton's favorite scene she said the choreography and all i still love it but i always notice this one blip which is a change in goatee han shoes did you notice that change oh no no Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is the one thing y'all did not keep consistent. Her shoes change as soon as she opens up that door. I don't know why I catch it, but it just bothers continuity. me. Continuity. The continuity of it all. Did but you I love that scene. All the, did you notice all the cameos? The 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 deep 90s cameos? You know who I noticed this last time was Gloria Steinem. I was like, wait. Same. I had she not didn't even have Gloria. a speaking part. No. And then- freaking ivanka trump r.i.p she's like don't get even get everything mm-hmm. yep r.i.p <laughs> ivana yep ivana sorry yeah yeah it was definitely the glorious Steinem of it all for this last watch yes. i was like wow but even you know seeing kathy lee gifford as the one yes. interviewing them when they opened up the center and mm-hmm. there's just a lot of that 90s era that you could feel uh, throughout this movie. But like I said, this end scene is just one of my favorites as well. I I love the 
the message. Like I said, it, I can see why this movie got nominated for music because I feel like the music is so thematic for the events that kind of went on. And as we wrap, um, something else I noted this watch was that Andy is the narrator throughout. Why do you think they chose her character to narrate? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like maybe the messaging was to the point of Cynthia's letter, which is that Annie had a strength that the that the that they needed to kind of keep them together now. Like yeah. Annie had a lot of the ideas. Annie was a lot of the motivation and moving them forward. She even was the one who initially had the idea and put the ring in the glass to start the first wives club and all of that. So I'm like, maybe it's a, a nod to the fact that her character had more strength than, you know, probably we gave her credit for. Did Annie have a job? Annie, remember she supervised the household. <laughs> remember? Oh yeah. Somebody was like, Oh, you know, cooking cook clean. She's like, did you do that? She's like, oh yeah, no. I supervise. <laughs> oh, I washed and iron and starched. Yeah, but she has a job now because she's working at the advertising agency, baby. So mm-hmm. we just never know because that may have been the career she started with, but clearly she possibly gave that up for her marriage and for her husband's success. So that's that's the only thing that I could really think about. And also, you know, Diane Keaton. So, Delora, we've done multiple projects with girl squads at this point. Waiting to Exhale, Harlem, Run the World, Insecure, and Mean Girls, just to name a few. How does this girl squad rank for you in the ones that we've discussed? Oh, wow. I don't know. Let's see. How do they rank? I think they're definitely top five for sure because... One thing I also didn't realize as a kid that I feel like I'm more aware of as an adult is they got money. (laughs) (laughs) They were writing $100,000 checks like it was nothing. And um, I'm like, they were able to get a lot done in a short amount of time with the type of cash that they were dealing with. So Mm -hmm. privilege. Um, Any other... (laughs) (laughs) let me say it ranks high for me too because i get again the star power alone of these three was phenomenal and also their chemistry yeah the chemistry and their ogs like yes you know they're in the 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 waiting to exhale category for me because i saw them and loved them and they molded things for me as a kid so they rank really high for me because of that but give me any other final thoughts you have on our throwback of the first wives club. All right. So again, iconic holds us a, a loving place in my heart. One of my favorite movies looking at this movie with adult eyes, I realize, and I put this in my notes, empowered women are unstoppable. Mm. And the fact that they felt powerless, it it like all boils down to self-belief, right? And so the fact that they were able to join forces and be each other's cheerleaders, they were out here kicking butt and taking names, taking over companies, okay, taking over operations and and doing it well you know what I mean and so I love that about this story watching this film I was also thinking about my other favorite revenge quote-unquote movies and so I was reminded of the other woman from 2014 yep with Cameron Diaz and Leslie Mann death becomes her Mm -hmm. (laughs) 1992 we're definitely gonna have to recap that for halloween one of these years because it's one of my all-time favorites and it's complicated 2009 i just watched that the other day i love that movie i love that movie so much i'm Um, sleeping with something atler's husband (laughs) (laughs) um yeah it was a joy i loved it how about you Man, I appreciate the ability to watch these films over and over and over and over and over again. Like I said, the fact that these movies that I love get to age with me and 
still bring me joy is something that I love about you know, these projects that we get a chance to talk about. And the fact that we talk about them gives me more appreciation because then I do deeper dives into them and watch them with like, like more introspection than I would on just like a casual watch. So I love this movie and a a few things that I want to talk about just from my researching for the sake of the recap is one fun fact is that Sally Field turned down an offer to star in this film. Wow, that's a good gem. Wow. It was according to an article by The Independent, Goldie Hawn really wanted her to do it, but she felt like the other ladies were more musical and that the movie would not have been the same had she been in it. So Hmm. imagine Sally Field replacing one of these actresses. I think think they made the right call in the end. I think so too, yeah. So another fact is that the film did not get a sequel, obviously, and both Bette Midler and Goldie Hawn spoke out about it. Bette Bette Midler said she was heartbroken and cited studio politics as the reason why they did not get a sequel. And Goldie Hawn mentioned the fact that they wanted to pay them the exact same salary for a sequel, even after the ginormous success blockbuster hit of this first film she was like if we were men they would have paid men triple exactly what they made for the first movie so who would have watched it me i would have been probably 12 but i would have been right there (laughs) all of us would have watched it if they had done a sequel right so that's just some some facts for you guys and then i just wanted to mention if you weren't aware sweet listeners there is a tv show on BET Plus that currently has three seasons called The First Wives Club and it stars Jill Scott. I believe Ryan Michelle Bath was originally in the cast but may have left. my cousin. Yeah, she's Sterling Case Brown's wife. Yes, she is. And Michelle, is it Butu? Butu? I think so, yeah. Um, Also stars. So if you guys have not checked out that series, that is available for you. So we may not have got a sequel, but we got a BET Plus series. And that's all I got for the recap for today, Delora. It was a pleasure to get to step back in time and talk about one of our favorite films for Women's History Month. Ladies, stay encouraged out here, okay? Stay encouraged. As another, when you're talking about the thing about women, you know, um, feeling empowered and your sense of self, it just made you think of another powerful woman, Eleanor Roosevelt, who once said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Ooh, yep. And I always think about that line. That was in another fave, The Princess Diaries. Women, stay encouraged. We got this. Yes. And shout out Stephanie. She was one of the uh, latest people who requested this. And so uh, she's my talented interior designer, not to sound bougie or anything. (laughs) It's okay. You are. All right. (laughs) That's it for the recap, Delora. What you got for hidden gems for the people? All right, so I have two hidden gems. The first is an Instagram uh, account. It's called Black Girls Smell Good. Man, so I'm always looking for ways to smell good, okay? But the way (laughs) my allergies are set up, I tend to have to get some expensive stuff. And so... (laughs) Like speaking to bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stumbled upon this account and she does a really great job teaching you how to layer, layer your sense. It's like very fascinating. Like everything from the, the soap or body wash you use to the lotion, to the places you put your perfume or mixing perfumes. And it's just a wonderful account in my personal opinion, to be exposed to um, certain designers and brands and um, smell profiles. Like for me, I used to love a a wonderfully floral scent, like peony, anything was my jam. But again, the way my allergies are set up, I have to navigate more towards a vanilla situation. And um, I wanted to know more perfumes of that are those uh, of those notes <laughs> and um yeah 
she has almost 60,000 followers. So she is definitely out there doing the damn thing. And so black girls smell good on Instagram. My second hand gem isn't really hitting, but if you haven't watched it, where have you been? Uh, since we did a throwback of the 90s, I wanted to do another 90 movie that I adore. And that's Never Been Kissed, 1999, <laughs> starring Drew Barrymore. And um, I had the biggest crush on Michael Vartan at that time in my life as well. So Again, alias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you hear what he said in recent years, though, about that kiss at the end? No, what he did said he, say? he 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 had to uh excuse himself. He got a bit excited. <gasps> yeah, he, he was like, I didn't want to be unprofessional, but girl, I had to I had to go take a moment. I had to oh, take a five. <laughs> that was such an epic kiss at the it end. Was, too. It was. Oh my god, I love this movie so much. Okay, <laughs> now I have to watch it again. It's available on Hulu, so you're welcome. But Josie Grossy, okay. Drew Barrymore is undercover. She is a grown ass woman, but she is doing some some press work, some journalism. (laughs) So she goes back to high school, and she gets you know the first time around was a disaster, but the second time around she becomes a cool kid. And it's uh, speaking of original ideas, right, and quirky (laughs) plots, this is definitely one of them. And. I love it with my whole heart. And it's quite problematic because the teacher was falling for a student. Yeah, very inappropriate, (laughs) to say the least. Unlike Bill from First Wives Club, who ended up being with a (laughs) 16-year-old. By the way, I don't know to this day if she was in on that as a scheme because the fact that she was at the end at Elise's play gives me the impression that they lied about her age to get Bill to do what they wanted him to do. Because remember she said he hasn't done anything illegal that he knows about. It's all about angles. So it made me think they came up with that scheme to get him to do what they wanted him to do. I cannot say 100% because I've never heard it confirmed, but that's just the impression that I get, that it was not legit. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, courtesy uh, to Sam, who is Michael Vartan's character in this movie, Josie is of age. (laughs) Thank God for him. Because he was real conflicted. He was like, what is happening? He's like, senior year is almost over. This is illegal. What am I doing? All right, Ashley. That's all I have for today. How about you? I only have one hidden gem today. Again, not because I have not consumed some things, but this just brought me so much joy. And that is season two of Next in Fashion on Netflix. I binged this in one day. As I mentioned many times, I love a competition series and fashion competition shows really top that list. Like making the cut is my ish. I thought they um, were canceled. Making the cut? Next in fashion. No. Season two is out with Tan and with Gigi as hosts. I don't but remember. It's been years. It's been it had years been years. It season. had. I don't remember finishing season one, but when I tell you season two, I really, really enjoyed. It was a good group of designers. I feel like Gigi brought that star factor because she was able to bring Donatella Versace and Ooh. her sister Bella and other people on as guests. And then you also have Arbu Jason bolden coming on often on multiple yes. episodes love some you know jason. i love him and i love tan so much yes and adair uh jason's husband we love so oh good not that he's in the show i'm just bringing him up but i just I, I really enjoy this season and you also have streetwear design in this season which Ooh. i also really liked so shout I just, out to um louis vuitton the gentleman who passed away Virgil. Virgil. Ablo. I just really enjoyed this season. I give it kudos. I thought it was really well done. And I look forward to hopefully a season three. So that is my one hidden gem next in fashion on Netflix, guys. Check it out. And that is it, Delora. It has been so fun 
to chat. We will be back with more for this month, obviously, as we keep rolling through. But guys, we appreciate you during our off week sticking with us and listening to some of our previous episodes. And we can't wait to continue on the podcast journey together. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I love you, girl. Love you too, Dora. Guys, we'll see you next time. Bye.